our cold companions hold court with Svani and Fretlove, the Yapi Quinnin, to negotiate for some new duds. Will they get outfitted with what they need to survive, or will they walk away with Octavia's new groove? And most importantly, will Octavia's offering of fungi be welcomed, or will there be mushroom for improvement? Welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. Hello, everyone, and welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. I'm Gwyneth, your resident Asimar, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. And I'm Austin, your resident dungeon master. Me, my spouse, and a die is a family-friendly actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast where we follow our hero, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair, through her adventures in the continent of Moir, a land that has been ravaged by a war with monsters for 15 years. Okay, um, you good? Do we want to do any other sort of banter? I mean, unless you have some. Yeah, unless we want to talk about pickles. What sort of conversations do you have about pickles? I don't know how yummy pickles are. Do you prefer your pickles in um, discs or spears? It depends on if I'm trying to eat them in a sandwich or not. If you're just eating them as a snack. Then as a spear. How about on a sandwich? It has a, it's a slice. Do you prefer to eat a pickle sliced into quarters or just as like a big giant pickle? Quarters. Oh, I think I'm opposite. I'd rather just have a big pickle. All right. Then that's all from the pickle corner. <laughs> I'm trying here. Would you drink a pickle cider? No, that sounds disgusting. Why? It sounds like briny. That sounds disgusting. A pickle cider? Yeah. That sounds gross. I mean, it doesn't sound the most appetizing, but I'm sure if the right people made it, it would probably be yummy. <laughs> no. Would you at least try it? I mean, maybe if someone gave it to me for free. But if I was at the grocery store trying to pick up some drinks and I was looking around and I was like, oh, pickle cider, I would not spend money on that. Oh, I definitely would. No, no you wouldn't. Yeah, I would. You don't like you don't like trying new stuff. Like I, new beers. I don't, don't like, like trying that. new beers because And do you think you would look at pickle cider and be like, Oh, that sounds delicious. I'm gonna spend my money on this. I'm gonna spend well, fifteen dollars on a six pack of pickle cider. Usually because the beers that I get that I don't like, it's because they're too like, you don't like cider and stuff. I like this grapefruit cider. I don't usually like cider that's grapefruit like Grapefruit is a too, fruit, though. It's because it's too sweet. It's all it has to be about the sweetness. Pickles aren't sweet. And so if I saw pickle cider, yeah, I would be like... Yeah, sweet. Exactly. And so I would be more attracted to it. I don't think you would. I think I would. Pickle cider sounds disgusting. Yes, but so does raw fish. If you would think about you go it. if okay if you were would you rather pick up a six pack of like Yingling, which you know you like, or pickle cider? Well, it depends on what I what mood I'm in for that day, and it also no, depends on what you're trying to eat. Now you would not. You would now. I don't know. I think I might try it, depending on the amount of options that there would be at the place you're where saying I'm that because up. you're the one who incited this argument <laughs> then you don't want to lose i don't want to lose that is very true but i like 
ciders that are of unusual things. Like, like this, salty pickles? Like this grapefruit cider. I'm grapefruit is not unusual. People it. drink grapefruit juice. People don't drink... You don't buy a gallon of pickle juice and drink it. Right, but you use pickle juice in other things. In cooking, not cuisines. in beverages. Why not? Because it's gross. Well, have you ever tried a Drinking pickle? Drinking pickle juice? No, no. I'm not saying drinking straight pickle juice. I'm saying, have you ever tried a beverage that has some sort of pickle juice component in it? No. So you can't necessarily say that it would be I gross. I have tried martinis with olive juice, and I think those are gross, too. I don't think pickle juice would be any more appetizing. Well, maybe for you, because, I mean, some people do like, you know, those sort of martinis. Yeah, and those people are wrong. Pickle, pickle, <laughs> cider, pickle cider sounds disgusting. Let's play some D&D. <laughs> All right, well, let's play some Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do so. So you're in an ice cave. Mm-hmm. And you want to trade. Yes. Found a mammoth herder who agreed to uh, take you to their little hideout. Well, not really a hideout, just their place to live. And mm-hmm. It seems like they don't get too many visitors, these Arctic dwarves. And took you in on their snowy white buffaloes and led you to the chiefs of the clan, Svani and Fretla, mm-hmm. who have been like, yo, you want to trade? Okay, let's do it. What do you got? <laughs> Except they didn't sound like that. Svani and Fretla are sitting on their chairs on a small pedestal in front of you in the small room flanked by other dwarven guards. Mm-hmm. And essentially... Yeah, there. What? So, what do you? What is it you have come for, and what do you have to offer? We have specifically come for some cold weather clothing, uh, some sort of furs or something along those lines, and we have to offer something that hopefully you can cultivate here underground. And she will pull out her fantasy Tupperware with the. Um, truffles in one of them and those other mushrooms that she found in another one. The two motion, one of the guards comes over and takes the offerings from you and they wander it up to the pedestal mm-hmm. and present it to Svani and Fretla who examine it for mm-hmm. a moment. Fretla says we have what it is you're asking for. Nice fluffy coats and Boots and mittens and scarves and snowy pants and hoods and more scarves. And what you offer are interesting. These seem yummy enough. I think our cooks would be happy to have their hands on this, but do you really believe that these two consumable offerings are worth two full sets of our finest arctic gear made from the hides of our own creatures woven by the hands of our own people does this seem like a fair trade to you well ma'am the the one consumable is is not is maybe a more common but the one that you have in your other hand that that dark that dark mushroom it's it's called a truffle and it is it is very rare even even for us in the south um and 
you know, I, I know a little bit about your history just as a passing um, amount of knowledge, and I don't know when the last time it was that you were infused with a new strain of consumables. I, I can't deny that I'm sure, you know, growing things here underground is, is probably more difficult, and so getting something new to grow here underground would maybe doesn't happen all the time. But potentially for the next several hundred years, you will now have something new to add to your diet. Um, which I think is, you know, this is greater than probably even, even diamonds or any sort of gem that we can offer because cultivated properly, these are two new food sources that, I mean, you can't eat a ruby. And so I would think that a consumable would be probably the greatest thing for your economy. Roll a persuasion check. Okay. That was a crit fail, but for a total of seven. Asfani says... Dang it! Dang it! Do not think us simpletons. We know what you have to offer. But the Apuquinen have survived centuries here, cultivating our own things to eat. We know where to hunt, how to farm, and how to survive. We do not need what you have to offer, but it seems like you need what we have to offer. We do not overlook what you have given us, but in order for you to have two full sets of our textiles. You are going to have to add something to your end of this trade. Is there something in particular that you want? As I have said, we know how to survive. We have everything we need where we are. So, no. Unless you've got something cool. So it's something... Okay, so... If y'all want really for nothing, you would be alright with... You'd be open to extraneous things. Depending on what those things are. Okay. I should have done this along the trek north from the Pelinel, but those four spell scrolls that I got off of the Hobgoblin from when Moose died, would I have done an Arcana... I'm assuming that we would have done an Arcana check on those on the way north. I don't think you need to do an arcana check. We just never decided what they were. Oh, okay. So what are they? Well, let's find out. Roll a d6. Okay. I roll a... Two. One of the spells is alarm. Roll it again. Six. One of them is thunder wave. Ooh. Roll it again. Three. One of them is long strider. Oh. What does that do again? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And roll a d4. Two. The last spell is rope trick. Okay. So if Fretla, you know, is like, what else do you have to offer? Octavia will pull out some of these scrolls and be like, I'm assuming that, you know, within your people, you have spellcasters and, you know, weirders. And I think you're weirder. Oh, 
think your face is weirder. Okay, get out. <laughs> um, but then she'll be like, um, maybe this will be magic that would help for something you have not seen before. All of them? Well, I trust you to be fair. And if it has been something that... If one of these is something that your people have not, you know, learned before, I would think that one or two would be would be equivalent. But I also am open to what you also deem fair, ma'am. Roll no perception. Okay. Oh, perception. Or sorry, persuasion. Twenty-two. Ratless. <laughs> give us. Give us. What did her voice give us? The the mushrooms that you have offered? Yes, ma'am. As well as... Well, rope trick is a second level spell, so we'll take that one. And then you had, what, alarm? And... Thunderwave? Thunder and Thunderwave and Longstrider. And I've already forgotten what all of those do. What does Longstrider do? Longstrider increases target speed by 10 feet until the spell ends. Alarm just makes an alarm... Well, all of those are relatively simple spells. Give us three. Rope trick, two of your choice, and the mushrooms, and you've got a deal. Sure. Rope trick, thunder wave, and long strider it is. Guards, and the one who has the mushrooms goes over and uh, takes the three scrolls from you. Perfect, yeah. I, I hand them over and... He trucks them, trucks them on, doop, 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 hands them over to uh, the two on the chairs. Perfect. And... They exchange a few more words in this dwarven tongue, and then the guard exits, and they say, just, uh, wait here a few moments. Why are our guards say you're looking for something further north? Yes, ma'am. What are you looking for? There's not much up here. We're looking for a specific... It's, it sounds kind of like looking for a needle in a haystack, but we're looking for a very specific... <laughs> We're looking for a very specific outcropping of ice in a, you know, specific that's taking a specific shape. I, I would kind of sketch it out for you and maybe you would have known what it looks like. Um, but we're hoping that... We What's in this formation? Well, we're not 100% sure, but from our understanding, it is something that the armies that are wreaking havoc in the south want as well. And we want to get it, bef- get it before they do so that they don't get any stronger. More armies wreaking havoc in the south, huh? <sighs> it seems to be the ye old ye old type of thing. This is why we never got involved in their affairs. Well, I mean, they are still your brethren, so... Mm. I mean, I understand isolation to a point, but I mean, you're part of a bigger whole here, and what's to say that if the south is completely overrun, that the north one as well, and I've heard that... Because there's nothing up here but us. That's why we came. if... if the hordes that wreak havoc in the south know that there's nothing up here but you... What's to stop them from wanting to elim- to eliminate you as well? Tell me who told you about us. 
I have some friends who live yeah. in the mountains of Absalon's tail, yeah. specifically a, a gnome named Owlbear. We're mostly forgotten. You're the first visitor we've had in many, many years. Well, that was the person who told us about you, and I'm glad that we found you, and I'm glad that we were able to trade, and mm. I hope that we leave as friends, almost, or at least as acquaintances. Well, we're already acquaintances. I mean, I guess we could leave as enemies, kind of, so... Well, that's up to you now, isn't it? Well, I don't want to leave as enemies. So Good. That's, that's why I said acquaintances. Because if we're enemies, you won't be leaving. Okay, well, scratch that whole sentence, then I was trying to be more diplomatic. But... At this point, the guard re-enters. <laughs> holding uh, a stack of clothing that just looks like a big pile of white fluffies. Mm. And like distributes you got a bunch of sheep skins from Ikea. Yeah. And distributes uh them to one set to you and one set to Garhoon. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's a bit of a stretch on Garhoon because he's significantly larger than these dwarves are. Mm-hmm. But yeah, a nice fur lined cl- coat mm-hmm. and a set of, you know, warm pants and boots and mittens and uh, a furry fuzzy hat. You would guess this is made of the fur of the fluffy white giant buffaloes. Okay. That sort of same texture and oh. coloring. I gotta use everything. I know. I know. I know. Um, I mean, there's not really a better... Yeah, so they're, they're made out of this white fur. And so they hand that over to you and... Uh, they pass off the scrolls to one of these guards who Sounds carts good. them all away and says, Well, if are you needing anything else? Do you have anything left to trade? Well, I do have this this last scroll and, and maybe some other things that I could scram- <laughs> I don't want to say scrounge up, but might be of interest to you. Do you have anything that you think could be helpful in in a trek north? This is not really our uh, area. If you need something, we are open to trade, but if you do not have any ideas, we are not ones to offer. Do you have any any alchemists or, or potion makers among you? Do you have any healing potions for exchange for this last spell? No. <laughs> I mean, besides you know, some besides some routine healing, or or if if you have any other insights to something that would be helpful uh, in, in these frozen tundra, then I, I think this is this is so helpful, and I'm so glad that we were able to meet with you and and find these things, and this has been so helpful. Well, we hope those truffles taste good. If they do, don't. Do use them in, you know, don't smother your dish with a truffle especially if you haven't had it before it's a it's a taste that takes some time to get used to i've had truffles before okay so my apologies for my assumption here's also the i am not an idiot here's i know what truffles taste like here's the sapling that truffles grow on oh that's right yep do you give them the tree yeah okay i specifically cut the sapling you know cut the sapling so that they could actually 
you know, cultivate them. They appreciate it. But they give you your clothes, take what you have promised them, and say, if there's nothing else you need, uh, you're free to be on your way. Octavia will walk up to, I don't know, shake a hand of somebody. I guess, I don't know if the chiefs are willing to... You start taking a step forward and the guard's like, oh, no, 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 Well, she'll she'll take a quick, you know, she'll bob her head at both um, Svani and Fretla, and she'll say... Thank you both so much for being willing to trade. I have, I am glad to have met both of you um, and met your people. And I don't know, maybe hopefully under greater auspices, maybe we can meet again. But if not, all of my best wishes. We will see. Good luck in your journey to the north. Thank you so much. And I hope everything grows well. It had better. <laughs> <laughs> That's up to your gardeners, not me. Ah, uh, but they Let's nod. Let's hope you have a Sam Gamgee. <laughs> they pass the uh, clothing to you and nod at the guards who uh, open the door. Perfect. And one of them leads you out. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll don the armor, or you know, don the uh, um the 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 cold weather gear. Um, while we're still underground, so that is, mm. you know, warmer type of thing. Mm. And then as we are, you know, being escorted, does this guard have that cool armor on? Yeah. Um, Octavia will ask him, what is, what is your armor made out of? The guard says, this we call ever ice. It's very similar to ice, but has the uh, strength and durability of... Metal, really. Found it deep in some of the ice flows, and it serves as a useful material to us. Is it, like, hardier than normal metal? Or he is it cold? Clangs on it, and it, yeah, it's, it's cold, but, um, it's cold, but it's strong and durable. Is it, is it surprisingly light, or does it do anything special? We don't really have established trade routes with the south so we have to work with what we find this has been a good alternative to conventional metals for us it's well suited for the environment we find ourselves in so it's it's like a weird ice type of metally magical thing yeah who could say that like mechanically speaking does it do any is it stronger than like a, a you know a chain whatever no okay it's just not made out of metal not made out of metal might be better for cold stuff cold damage and whatnot oh, so it might give you resistance maybe but it's cool it's kind of translucent it's white uh it's almost you know it 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 looks generally like metal but it's white and semi see-through kind of looks like ice Icy metal. Is it full plate? No, it's like a breastplate. Okay. I know you said that Carhoon was really attached to his chain shirt. Mm-hmm. And he would he want? Probably not. Something else? Probably not. Do you have any any of these sets that we could trade for? Do you know? Well, if you want me to take you back, we could maybe try to work something out. Do you know if? Don't want to be gauche, but 
Are these rare in your community, or... Yeah. Okay. I mean, most of the guardsmen have it, but it's still a unique piece of armor that's generally difficult to find and craft. Okay. She's curious about this metal and, like, wants to take a bit with her, but she doesn't necessarily, like, want a full set or anything, like... You don't necessarily think that would be possible. Yeah. Like, even, like, a like a chunk of an unrefined bit. Yeah, or... but, I mean, you haven't seen, like, carts or anything around. Okay. You don't know where it comes from. You don't know where they process it. Okay. Well, I mean, she'll ask the guard, like, do you know, is there... I don't necessarily need something that's been refined. Do you even have just... I, I, I'm an I'm an herbalist and a, a lover of nature by habit, and it, this is just so curious and something I haven't seen before. Do you even have just a bit of the unrefined, uh, you know, material that I could, you know, either trade this last scroll for? Uh, those aren't processed in this uh, camp here. We trade for our raw materials from other tribes. So, unfortunately, no. Okay. Well, thank you for the info about it, and that's really... That's... I've never seen anything like that, and that's just always... Oh, it's always fascinating to see something different, so... Thank you so much. The he continues leading you back through the maze of tunnels, back into Sounds the uh, stable area where these snowy buffaloes, which I've been debating on whether I want to call them snuffaloes or buffa snows. <laughs> <laughs> What are the options again? Snuffalos or Buffasnows? Buffasnows Snuff- is the better pun, but Snuffalos rolls off the tongue Snuffalos, definitely. Okay. Uh, the stable full of Snuffalos who are all standing <laughs> along the wall munching on, on various uh, feed bags and whatnot. Making their big old noises every now and then. Bovines are the best. Are buffalo bovines? I think so. You sure about that? They're not cows. Oh, well, whatever the family, that family I, I of, of, of Chud, of, uh. Chud, what? <laughs> Chud Coors? <laughs> yes. Uh, Cud <laughs> Thank you. I was like, wait, okay. that's the wrong word. Oh, man. Uh, chewing uh, their kids. Chewing their kids. Do uh, buffaloes also have like seven stomachs? I think it's five, and I don't know. I don't know either. But they lead you back up into this stable with all these snuffalos wandering around and being tended to. Motions to some of the guards by the the ramp upwards who slide the big old plate across, letting the sunlight in. And they wave you on out, and they say, yeah, well, they don't really say anything. They nod to you and wish you well on your journey further north. Thank you so much. If, if we ever... You know, I don't know, want to get in contact with y'all again. Is there is there any easier way to be able to hail you? We're purposefully aloof. Understandably, but, you know, we're not enemies and stuff, so... I don't know, just if there's... I don't know, if there's some sort of acquaintance handshake that we can do, or... Know of... Well, if you can make a big enough rumble in the earth, maybe we'll come and find you. Thank you. That's good to know. She'll shake their hand and be like, thanks for your help. Appreciate it. Yep. And they motion for you to 
head on your way. All right, well. Uh, but you have coats now. Yeah, well, so we'll, fun. we'll skedaddle out and um, we're all decked out in our snowsuits, etc. It makes me think of like when I was a kid and got all decked out to go sledding mm-hmm. and you couldn't move your arms or couldn't really move your fingers because <laughs> you were just so like in so yep. many layers. <laughs> I distinctly remember when I was young, I had this pair of gloves that my sister would hold open and then I would shove my hand in them and then she would like push them further up my body kind of like you know when nurses hold like surgeons gloves open for them and the surgeon like puts their hand in mm-hmm. there and the, gl- and the nurse like snaps them closed type of thing that was distinctly what I'm imagining like Carhoon and uh, Octavia getting decked out in this like slow motion all of these furs just, but also just struggling immensely because they're not particularly dainty that's true. The, <laughs> you, as you head out into the cold, they are uh, very warm, mm-hmm. very comfy, uh, if slightly restraining, yeah. but uh, very fuzzy and, and nice. And you can already feel the difference mm-hmm, between mm-hmm. what you were wearing previously and what you were wearing now. Perfect. After your uh, brief but overall fruitful meeting with the Yapiquinen, who generally just sort of seem like they enjoy being left alone. Yeah. So, you're up here in the north. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the door slides shut behind you, sealing them off from the outer world. And you guys have free reign to do whatever you want. Well, this is just crazy because it's been so many days since we've heard anything from anybody. You know, like the the journey up from Lake Ansel to Montignon took a couple days but that was we had a lot of you know run-ins with monsters along the way and then you know once we hit Montignon and we had met the Grot and everything we we were at least in contact with people and kind of knew what was going on during all that time but now it's just kind of you know the wind whistling and the silence and you know for all we know Lake Ansel could have fallen or Stagpine could have fallen or we really have it's just we have no idea what's don't know. going on. Yep. Um, but we've we traveled a bit northwest to following Jimmy the Badger's directions. And so we're at least a little bit north. Um, mm-hmm. but we probably should head back east a little bit because if we were supposed to follow the Pelinel all the way north north, we kinda made that westerly detour, so mm-hmm. Octavia is going to turn to Carhoon, uh, kind of brushing the fur out of her eyes so that she can probably see him better, and is going to be like, well, should, I guess we should head back east and continue north to, I guess, try to find this particular formation of ice. Yeah. I mean, that's all that we have to go on at this point, so. Let's do it. All right. So you head they'll trudge out. East. So we're heading... They'll probably head directly east and then continue heading north. I think that Octavia is going to be paranoid that if they head northeast, that they'll miss it. Potentially. Okay. Uh, you head east several hours until you come back to the banks of the icy Pelinel River now. Uh, it's still slowly moving, but okay. it's got that like chunks of ice. Yeah. Uh, in it. And as you 
hit it and begin veering north uh, as you go on. It gets progressively icier and icier. (laughs) And uh, as you finish your journey for the day, it's almost completely iced over as the temperatures are falling dramatically. Um, So how are you spending your nights? As you get there and the sun begins to set. Well, we'll probably kind of camp like normal. We'll probably try to, I mean, there would be literally nothing we could make like a fire out of, right? Probably not, no. There's not like trees up here. It's pretty desolate. I mean, does it seem like we would be safe enough to camp in what we're wearing? You could camp, but you know it's going to get even colder at night. And having some protection from the elements is probably ideal. Okay. And it's pretty tundra-y at this point. There are no, like... It's very cold. Right, right, right. But it's, it's like, pretty flat, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So there are no, like, overhangings mm-hmm. or... Okay. Is there any stone along the banks of the river? You might have to dig for it, but there's not like giant chunks. Okay. Did we already determine whether or not I can cast a spell and then continue and then rest while that spell is still going is in effect? Um, you cannot concentrate. It doesn't require concentration. Oh, then yeah, that's fine. Octavia is going to sit... And she is going to direct Carhoon to paw through some of this snow, paw through some of this ice to find kind of that that rocky sublayer that is by the river. Okay. Is that something that's there? Yeah. And she's going to concentrate for 10 minutes and she's going to touch his shoulder and she's going to melt him into the stone. Can you cast that on things other than yourself? Range is touch. Duration is eight hours. While merged with the stone, you can't see what occurs outside it. And any perception checks are made with disadvantage. So I don't think you can cast this on someone besides yourself. Why not? The range is touch. If you read the... So looking at the text, you step into a stone surface or surface large enough to fully contain your body, melding yourself and all equipment you carry with but the isn't stone there for the duration. But is a specific range of self? The touch means you step into the stone at a point you can't touch. Nothing of your presence remains visible or otherwise detectable by not magical means. It's specifically using you language and the not caster. the target or the creature or... Yeah. So I don't think you can do that to Carhoon. You definitely can. I want to take care of him, too. But I don't think you can put Carhoon in a little rock <laughs> rock wall. I was going to put him in the little I like the hole. idea, but I, I do not know that it actually mechanically works. Can he put on my suit on top of his suit? It's just going to be a ball. <laughs> he won't be able to move. It's just going to be a little... <laughs> It's just going to be like a sphere with mittens sticking out of the side. <laughs> to all our Midwest pa- friends, imagine putting on snow pants and then putting on another a set of, of snow, snow pants. pants. Um, y- yeah, he could. Because if, if Octavia can melt herself into the stone, the last thing she wants is to kind of leave him out in the cold, quite literally. Mm-hmm. And since he's not 
you know, a magic user, like, you know, he has basically what you see is what you get with him. And she doesn't have a lot of, like, protection, like, protection type of spells. This would be one of the bigger ones that she would have. So. You can do that for yourself. He can try to put your clothes on. (laughs) Also. It might require some rolls, but... Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's what we'll try. So I will... You know, Octavia will turn to Carhoon and be like, I know that I can... I can melt myself into this... Into this substone, and, and I should be okay. I should be protected from... From the temperature overnight. So why don't you take... My set of the Arctic gear... And put it on top of yours and then you'll double your protection from the environment I I wish I had something else that I could provide you with um, but I don't have I don't have access to Lehman's tiny hut so okay if that is what you were going to try yep that's what we'll try okay so you take off your coat mm-hmm. and whatnot yep pass it to Carhoon yep he's like okay I mean I'll give it a shot he puts it on and you just disappear into the stone? Yeah, it's kind of like in that in that first... I forget if it's like the first X-Men or not, where there's that one guy that like turns into a fish guy and then turns into... Um, basically dis- disintegrates when somebody was trying to turn normal people into mutants. That's kind of like, but into the stone. I have no idea what you're referencing. <laughs> That's, that scene but, okay. is what I was anticipating. Uh, you melt into the stone beneath Carhoon's feet, and he's just standing there like, All right, well, uh... And we'll have set up a, like, a system of, like, stamps on the earth that he could, like, I don't know, wake me up or whatever. I think you're aware. Are you aware of stuff? I don't know. I can't see, and I have disadvantage to hear. Oh, okay. So, so you're just... Chilling in a rock. I'm just chilling in a rock. And Carhoon's out there in double layers. Uh, (laughs) So for the night, um, I guess this means that there's going to be four hours where nobody is watching. Because Carhoon's an elf and he has to meditate for at least four hours. I can can keep watch. I'm just going to be bad at it. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, but something's better than nothing. Disadvantage is better than non-existence. It's <laughs> oh, true. That's true. Okay, so while you are watching, roll your perception check with disadvantage, I yes. guess, from the rock. Well, that's a natural one <laughs> or a total of seven. Okay. And then... Uh, I've rolled two ones. Oh, Lovely. And then Carhoon. First, start with a perception check okay. for him. So he will roll a eight. Okay. He doesn't okay. say anything. And now roll a constitution saving throw. And I'll give him advantage, I guess, because okay. he has two layers of <laughs> clothes on. Twelve. Twelve. Um, Carhoon is still pretty cold throughout okay. the night. And I set the DC at 13. No! Uh, so Carhoon gets a restless night of sleep, and he's going to have one level of exhaustion <gasps> in the morning. So what does that mean? That means he has disadvantage in all ability checks. 
Okay, 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 okay. So the next morning comes, Carhoon wakes up and shakes some snow off himself. Uh, it was a very cold night because yeah. I mean it's cold out there during the day, but once the sun goes down, it gets cold. Yeah. So he's shivering. His face is a little more blue than it usually is, but he is alive. He's just uh, did not get the sleep that he maybe needed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he stamps on the rock. He's like pop, 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 pop. I pop out. Good morning. <sighs> he's shivering. There's frost in his goatee. Are you okay? He has big old bags under his eyes. He's like, I did not sleep very well. Maybe we should come up with a better idea tomorrow night, okay? Okay, or sounds tonight, good. tonight, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that was cold. Oh, let's keep moving, though. My limbs are getting frozen. Sure. Uh, can I can I grab some of that off of you? Some what? Oh, the clo- yeah, 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 yeah. My, my coat, because I'm like, imagine, you know, I'm just in like... Imagine like PJs you wear in Florida and mm. like stepping out into a Michigan or winter with yeah. just like your little like. Ooh. Yeah, I take the cut off and hands it back to you. So yeah, he, he gives you stuff back that. and you put it back on, yep, and good. then you guys continue heading north. A cure wounds doesn't take away exhaustion, right? It does not. Yeah, okay. I think restoration would, okay. or a good night of sleep. Don't we all need that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we'll keep we'll keep heading north then. Okay, you walk north throughout the day and uh it's just a desolate white expanse all around you except for this frozen river to your right side that you follow 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 if carhoon is really seeming to he just seems very tired well if it seems like if it's seeming to be you know his like feet are really dragging or anything octavia will be like five hour energy (laughs) i i can you know, those badgers that we summoned yesterday, we could, something bigger that could, you know, help carry both of us, I could probably, you know, summon, if that would be better. I don't think that's necessary. Okay. But I mean, if he's, I'm just tired, I can still walk. Okay, if it's, but, I mean, in the back of her mind, Octavia's like going to keep an eye on him, and if he's really, you know, Obviously, he's not going to want to say it because he's like a warrior and whatever. But if she's seeing that he's really struggling, she'll, you know, conjure an animal that could carry him. Right. That he could right, ride. Right, right. Or she'll turn into an animal that he could ride to. True. So, but just if, if that happens, that's in the back of her mind as a backup plan. Sounds good. Uh, so you guys continue walking throughout the day, and it's just, yeah, this white plains all around you, frigid cold, your eyes Maybe. are, you know, tearing up because it's so cold. Do we have little goggles on? No, you don't have goggles, okay. you've just got big fluffy hats, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. those little hats with the big ring of fur around it. But you have, you know, fluffy fur-lined coats and fur-lined pants and fur-lined boots and fur-lined mittens and fur-lined hats, and probably a scarf. But it is still very, very cold. You guys make it through the day. Uh, Carhoon's a bit more sluggish than usual, but the sun begins to set again, and uh, you will need to figure out some sort of some sort of deal to get through the night. Because Carhoon's like, I mean, I can try what we tried last night, but I, I can't guarantee I'm going to I'm going to be any good at it. Uh, I think we should maybe I don't know make a shelter or. Uh, I I don't know, but I can't stay out here in the open. No, totally makes sense. 
Do I see any plants in no. the area? You do not. It is a winter wonderland. Even like digging down, there's no grass. If you dig down, there's like maybe some dead grass. But it's dead. I mean, yeah, it's been... It's not like this is just winter and snowfall. It's been snowy up. This is the north. We the north. Is it colder inside the river than it would be outside the river? In the water? Yeah. Yes. Okay. (laughs) I just don't know what I can do to help Carhoon. You could try to make some sort of shelter. But there's like nothing to... Have you ever heard of an igloo? Yeah, but are there? Is there actually enough blocks of ice? You just like make a little snow pile. Is there? Is the snow like you don't have to make a full igloo, but it's snowy enough. You could do something like that. Okay. If there's any sort of animal that you can turn into that is suited for cold weather, he could like curl up inside you. I would totally do that, except I can only do that for a couple hours. That's That's the thing. Both my conjure animals and my turning into an animal would Mm -hmm. only last for a combined total of, like, three hours. Mm -hmm. There's no, like, uh, protection from... I have protection from energy, but it's concentration and it only lasts for an hour. Well, energy, yeah, energy is different. Well, you can pick which energy and you can select cold. Right, right, but there there might be, like, protection from elements... Or I'm something. Not okay. From it might not be. I might be thinking of Pathfinder. Yeah. Um. Or I, I might be able to get at another level type of thing. So I mean. Okay. Well, if if the if the snow is something that we could. Yeah, it's it's deep snow. It's probably it's up to your enough. at least knees. You could. I mean, yeah, you could definitely try to. Okay. Make some sort of little hut. So looking around, are there any hummocks or any overhangs? Literally anything that provides an iota of cover more than just the barren tundra it's basically just barren tundra there's some rolling hills but no like comics okay well we will i guess find a place that seems i mean i guess still along the river Mm -hmm. um and we'll stamp the snow down and Mm -hmm. we will try to form a sort of snow shelter Okay. Kind of tunnel with it. Roll a survival check. Survival. Yeah. <laughs> For both of us, I'm assuming. Um, if you're both making that, we're both making it. Sure. Okay, Octavia rolls a sixteen, and Carhoon rolls a sixteen. Okay. So that's a 16. <laughs> Between the two of you, you managed to build up a little snowy pile shelter <laughs> that should at least block off the winds, the, the frozen frigid winds that blow across these plains and maybe provide a modicum of insulation against the cold night. Can I cast Create or Destroy Water to automatically turn into ice in this environment? What's the description of Create or Destroy Water? So, I can create up to 10 gallons of clean water within range in an open container. Alternatively, the waterfalls as rain, 
Or I can destroy the water. Does it say you can turn it into ice? It doesn't say that I can turn it into ice, but if it's so cold, it would probably turn into ice really quickly. But it, uh, It's like, you know when you have a snowman and you pour cold water over it so that it f- forms a thin layer of ice so that it stays longer? Yeah, but there's a difference between that and forming a, like, cube of ice. Well, it doesn't say that I have to create all 10 gallons. What are you trying to do? Basically, I want to, like, coat the outside yes, of this Yes, you can do thing. that. Okay. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I want to coat the outside of this conta- of this shelter and an additional layer of ice to add an additional layer of insulation and protection from the wind. Sure. Yes. Uh, so you do that. Are you going into your little rock? Yes. I'm also casting Lesser Restoration on Carhoon. Oh, you can do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. I Does that take my, away? I switched out my spells. Okay. Because I can do that every time after I sleep. You can. So that's uh that takes away a level of exhaustion? I think so. Let me double check. I mean, if he gets a full eight hours of rest, that will also do it. Oh, it's a disease or a condition? Exhaustion is a condition. Okay. Yep. Okay. So you cast Lesser Restoration. Carhoon's like, maybe do that in the morning next time. That's true. <laughs> and then <laughs> he snuggles into his little ice shelter after clearing away a patch of a rock, which, I mean, you have to dig a little right. ways to get to it, but you can find something eventually. And I'll give him my set of clothing. Mm-hmm. And I will again meld into the stone. Okay. Have Karun roll another constitution saving throw with advantage. Please. Alrighty. Thirteen. Thirteen. Yep. <sighs> he is okay for tonight. He he manages to... Rolled it's one still the other one. <laughs> it's still chilly. He's still cold, but he manages to get a full night's rest, uh, okay. a full four hours because he's an elf and elves yeah. are weird. A full concentrated time of meditation and awakes refreshed enough that he is not exhausted in the morning. He stomps on the stone. Right. You pop out. That's so bizarre. I've wanted to I've wanted to use ever since I've gotten access to Meld into Stone, I've wanted to use it, and mm. I'm just so excited to be using it. Uh and he says, Okay, uh let's keep on. Alright. I mean, do you do you know how close we are to the coast at this point? I mean I have no idea, but you you're the one who saw the map, more or less, right? I mean I've I'm not seeing anything that's akin to what I saw in the vision. Yeah. So, can I do another perception check to try to, if I see anything even in the distance that would look like that collection of ice? Sure. 21. You are vaguely familiar with this way just from the vision, and you recognize you are going in the correct way, but you also know you haven't, like, missed it. Okay. As long as we haven't missed it and we're going in the right direction, I guess we just got to keep on keeping on. It's just going to take some more time. So you travel throughout the day again, and you guys have just been walking through the snow for days now. Yeah. Um, And the going is slow, but you you know you're making progress with this frozen river to your side. Marching, marching, marching. So you seem to have a pretty good system worked out that you continue using over the next several nights as you continue to trudge your way north. It's been quite a ways... Um, but you, you continue checking and there's really no signs of life up here. Maybe every now and then you come across the, the tracks of like a snow hare Mm -hmm. or maybe like a moose or something. Are there any birds? Are there like Arctic, you know, owls or anything? Yeah, maybe there's a few, but just life in general is sparse. Mm -hmm. 
But after several days of traveling in the distance along this river, you see that Forks splits off into two directions. Where it forks, you can see a natural structure (gasps) in the distance. Oh my gosh. Does it look familiar? It looks generally familiar. Mm -hmm. And as you get closer and closer, you can see large churns of Mm -hmm. ice sticking Mm -hmm. out of the ground that look similar to what you saw in your vision. (laughs) So you have a feeling that this is where you were headed. Okay. So what time of day is it now? Um, noon. Okay. It doesn't really matter. Seem like we would get there before the end of the day, type of thing. Sure. Okay. Okay. So at this point, how many days has it been since we've been traveling north from Dandelions? A lot. Like a week and a half. Probably a a week or or so. That's crazy. It has been a while. Again, like thinking about the time it took to get from Lake Ansel up to the north. To like Montagnon, like it was still several days. Yeah, it's a long time. It did take a long time, but this has taken, I think, a bit longer. It has, you know, and just not being in contact with anyone that was just kind of eerie. Yep. Okay, so seeing the Fortress of Solitude, we will <laughs> continue towards it. <sighs> yep, you continue towards it. And uh, sure enough, from the horizon, these spikes reach into the sky in a familiar way. And you do recognize these as uh, the birds from your vision. Okay. So we have to cross one of... We have to cross water to get there, right? Yeah, it's frozen. Okay. Does it seem safe enough for us to walk across? Okay. Very, it's very, very cold. Okay. <laughs> yes, you're fine. <laughs> Not one of the classic, like, oh, you you step on the ice and it cracks. And yeah. one of you falls under. No, I won't do that yet. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> um, but it is very, very much frozen. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you can easily cross the, the river. It's a bit slippery, but you guys take your time and make your way across up to these large, just jutting chunks of ice coming out of the ground. Can I do, like, a perception check just right sure. off the bat? What are you looking for? I guess any sign of movement? I'm particularly, or Octavia's particularly interested in, you know, something protecting this place. Mm-hmm. So, Octavia rolls a... Oh my gosh, I rolled another natural one. For a total of you seven. You see nothing. Well, Carhoon can still roll, so he'll roll a... Natural one? 18. Oh. Dang. Carhoon uh, looks around. Nothing seems to be moving. Okay. He's pretty confident there's not anything wandering around up here. Carhoon is going to do an arcana check to see if he senses any magic from this structure. Is that... Sure. Is that, is That's not big? exactly how arcana checks work. Okay. Is it too big of a like structure to be able to? Detect? It's not really. Arcana checks aren't necessarily sensing magic. It's, it's more of like looking. Of it no, it's more of like looking at something and being like, "Oh, there's magical runes." Oh, okay. Detect magic is more okay. what you might be thinking. Okay. Do we see any entrances? 
You do not. Not with your uh, perception check. Okay. Well, Octavia's going to reach out, kind of touch Carhoon on the arm and be like, I think it's time for me to talk to her again and see if she has any insight into how to get into this place and any insight into what lays beyond it or inside it or below it. Okay. So so keep an eye on me when I'm when I'm in there, okay? Sure. So she's going to you know, wipe aside some of the snow, um, kinda of cross sit down, cross her legs, regulate her breathing, kind of reach out with her mind and see if she can contact Fumis. Okay. And you reach out with your mind, and the world around you melts away into this uh, featureless plane of blackish-blue mist. Mm -hmm. And you turn around to see the face of this large, sleek, scaled, glittering blue dragon cranes her neck down and says, And what do you want now? But we'll have that conversation next episode. <laughs> oh, I want to talk to her. It's been so long. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or your preferred podcasting app. A great way for us to grow and reach more people like you is for you to share us with your friends. So please tell your RPG group about us or any of your nerdy friends who you think might be interested. If you want to get in touch with us, shoot us an email at me, my spouse, and a die at gmail.com or get in touch with us on social media. We are active on Twitter and on Instagram, and our handle is at and a die podcast. We'd love to hear from you, and we always try to respond to each message that we get. Catch y'all next week. <laughs>